away for Victor Radley. And he sends it back for Keary. He's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked. And the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. Well, hello, Roosters fans, and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. Joining me in the studio is the Roosters Radio 18th man, producer Paddy Crichton. G'day, Pat. Hey, Silky. And up there in the Isabel Kelly Studios on the Central Coast, home of the Impact Gym, which is where the Roosters spent the last couple of days uh, whilst they were in camp. We've got Bells back on the show. G'day, Belinda. Hi, boys. Great to be back. Great to have you back. Where have you been? Oh, just busy playing golf, boys. No, <laughs> just being busy, just being busy, lads. Now, Bells, I know you had the squad up there for quite a few days over the weekend and last weekend. I know you got to catch up with a few of the players, so really looking forward to you know getting your review of that. But before we kick off the show, I think it's important that we mention Daniel Anderson and his recovery from a very serious neck injury. Obviously, Daniel is an integral part of the Roosters family. He's been the recruitment officer for a number of years and has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. And for those that don't know, he um, unfortunately had a accident whilst body surfing at Soldiers Beach uh, towards the end of last year, start of this year, which has meant that Daniel is now quadriplegic. There is a fund called the Daniel Anderson Fund. And for more details where you can help raise some much-needed funds to aid him in his recovery, head over to www.danielandersonfund.com.au. And there's also a lunch that will be held on Friday, July 7, 12.30 p.m. down there at Randwick Racecourse, hosted by Yvonne Sampson. Tickets are 250 per person or 2500 for a table of 10 and inclusive of a three-course meal and drinks. So plenty for you to do to go over and support. Head to the website, or if you want to get a table at the event, you can book the table there too. But guys, I thought it was important that we address that. Um, there's a great interview that Yvonne's done with Daniel. It's on the Roosters website. I encourage you all to, to head over there and uh, have a look. Would be great to get behind that great cause, Silky, for Daniel there. And um, just on a brighter note, boys... This week, we're celebrating one of our leaders in the club, actually the leader, I must say, Nick Politis, 30 years in the chair. Yeah, Bells, it's a big day. As of today, as we sit here recording this podcast on May 30, 1993, the great Nick Politis AM signed on the dotted line and he became the chairman of the Sydney Roosters and the East Group. And how far we've come in that 30 years, we've had NRL premierships, four minor premierships. You know, we played in a number of grand finals, World Club Challenges, the NRL Nines, and made an NRLW Premiership as well. So there's not much left uh, by way of silverware that we can collect uh, on behalf of Nick. But I think what's most important is what Nick's been able to do off the field. You know, the club has $160 million in net assets. We are one of the most profitable clubs in the NRL, and that is all due to the great business acumen of Nick and the board. So, uh, Nick, congratulations. Happy 30th anniversary. And we look forward to having you on board, Nick, for the next 30. Yeah, great achievement. Obviously, that's a, a lot longer than I've even been alive, Silky and Bell. So. <laughs> I was only just thinking, I think I finished school in 1993. Well, so I'm sure you did, Bells, because we, we, we finished the same year. 
We did. So embarrassing. But I think from my perspective, what Nick's been great at doing for the club is building the junior system and giving them a place to to house uh, international players and things like that. I obviously do a bit of coaching and some of the players that I coach have come over from New Zealand or, yep. or from rural areas and just speaking to them about, you know, they've been away from their family at, at the age of 16 and the way that the Roosters, led by Nick Politis, takes care of them and takes them under their wing is just something that I think is really good for the club. I'll tell you right now, he is a visionary because I've seen it first hand um, when I was lucky enough to be part of the Roosters tour group that went over to the World Club Challenge and we got to tour the Manchester cities but more importantly when we got to tour Barcelona we've spoken about it on the podcast uh, a number of times you know being able to or granted a tour of the facility and I was lucky enough to be kind of standing near Nick and watching him have a look at all the silverware and you know learning more about the history of the club and it's no secret the Roosters benchmark themselves on the greatest sporting clubs in the world and one of the biggest sporting brands in the world is Barcelona and you know Roosters fans alike want to consider ourselves as the Barcelona of the NRL so uh, you know Nick as I said congratulations on the milestone and uh, I'm sure he's not going anywhere long may his tenure reign. Yeah definitely congratulations Nick and can't wait for that next 30 years. (laughs) Now, Bells, let's talk a bit about what you've been up to over the past week or so. Uh, You've got the Impact Gym up there on the Central Coast, and for the past number of years, uh, the Roosters around this time of year, be it State of Origin and the buy rounds, they they head up to the Impact Gym up there on the Central Coast, where you kind of look after them for a few days, and uh, this year was no different. No, they were up here uh, last Thursday and Friday, and it was a fantastic couple of days. Um, They've actually been coming up here now every year since 2013. So it's kind of like their second home away from home for the boys. And it's just very, very um, special for them. And it's it's really good timing. While I was here, I was thinking this is actually perfect timing for this camp, coming off a couple of those uh, back-to-back losses and heads are down, morale's down. But honestly, when you saw them together and training in the gym and training at the field, I'm excited. There's lots to come for the rest of the season. And um, they had a fantastic time. They do uh, on the Thursday, they do, we had them here for lunch. They do a big weight session. They do a field session. They have dinner. Um, the Friday, another field session. So it's nonstop for them, but they get a lot out of it. Um, I tell you what, I do want to mention, but there was a very special day on the Thursday. We had lunch here and um one of our members was a physio for the aged care facility that's located next door to us. He saw me setting up for the boys and he saw a couple of, um, knew what I was doing and who was coming. And he came up to me and he said, listen, I've got a mad rooster supporter next door. She's turning 100 this week. We've been like so excited to see that you've got the boys coming here. Can I bring her in? And and we were like, and the boys were like, of course, bring her in. That would be amazing to meet her. Anyhow, she came in and Sam, this gentleman's name is, her physio, didn't tell her what she was doing. So quickly raced next door, picked her up, didn't tell her what she was doing. She comes in with her walker. She's got her rooster's scarf on. She's got her rooster's flag because he got all that ready for her. But she had no idea what she was walking into. And she walks in and she walks up and she's having a look around. You know, she's she's a 100 boys. So she's got a lot of wisdom there, but she's having a little look around. And next minute, as soon as Trent saw her, he jumped straight up out of his chair and went straight over to her. And um, she looked at him and I I actually nearly cried. The tears were flowing everywhere. 
the look on her face was like, oh my goodness, that is Trent Robinson. And Trent was straight over to her. Boyd came straight over to her. Uh, Luke came straight over to her and they were all having a great yarn with her. And it just absolutely made her day. She was like, oh, I've been a Rooster supporter for 50 years. And <laughs> Kiri said to her, well, who'd you support the first? <laughs> but, um, she goes, and then she, she begins to say, oh, I'm not a Rooster supporter. I'm a mighty Rooster supporter. And it went on from there. She went out the back in the gym. And I tell you what, these boys, like, they don't get enough credit for them. No, they don't. Victor, Victor was pretty much in the middle of deadlifting. Like, they were doing a big weight session. And I walked in with Kath and he literally put his weights down. No one asked him to do it. Put his weights down. He walked straight up to her and he said, hello, how are you going? And she goes, you're Victor Radley. And <laughs> and he's like, yes, I am. And then she turns around. She goes, oh, they give you a hard time, don't they? <laughs> and he had the biggest smile on his face. But it's just moments like that. It was just, it was so special. And it was just so great of the boys to, um, you know, be able to do that. And for Kath as well. So happy birthday, Kath. Happy 100th birthday. And I hope you have, I think she's going to the game on Sunday. So oh, good what a, That's her. great, great. And a great story, Bells. I was glad that you were there to, to witness it. I know that Benno's, who does a lot of the videography for for the Roosters, was able to capture some of it. So, um, you know, you can head over on the Roosters socials and see some of the, the footage of that interaction between the players and, and the lovely lady. But, Bells, from a football side of things, you know, did you get the vibe or do you get any goss or any mail about what's been going on or any changes? Because that's what the Roosters fans are keen to know. Obviously, a lot of talk about player movement and who's going to be playing where, but... Is there anything you can exclusively reveal to the Roosters faithful here today? Well, boys, I got a chance to go to the field session on Friday morning, which was awesome uh, at Central Coast Stadium. And trust me, I tried to get the goss. I went up to Robbo a few times and said, what can you give me, Trent? But um, no, holding his cards very close to his chest. So I actually can't wait till he plays that hand. <laughs> but um, I did catch up with a few of the boys and here's what they had to say. Well, I've got a treat for us here from Camp Roosters fans, one of our trusty leaders on the park and Radio Hub's very own Luke Keary. Uh, Luke, how's camp going on the Central Coast so far? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. We always get to come up here once or twice a year, so staying in nice Avoca there. It's been a good reset for us, obviously, the bye week. We probably needed it this time of the year, but um, yeah, it's good to see it, all the boys together for a couple of days. And as you just mentioned, a great reset. Um, you've been coming up for a couple of years. It's probably good timing at the moment, coming off, you know, a couple of losses. And how important is it for the team to come together like this? Yeah, it's been a tough period for us, but um, we understand where we're at. We understand what we need to improve on. This camp's been good just to it's a bit of a relax, had a bit of fun, but did a, did a bit of hard work on the field. And then um, we're straight back into it next week. So it's become a little bit of a second home for us up here. We've, the record wasn't too great here when I first started, but we've had a couple of good wins here the last couple of years, so hopefully we can get another one next week. And next week, back up here again uh, on Sunday against the Dogs. What's the focus been for this game and also for the rest of the season? We understand where we're at. We understand what the areas that we really need to improve on. We understand some areas we're doing doing things well in, so we've gone back to the drawing board a little bit, but we also just need to relax and, and play a bit of footy too. So we know we've got some, some handy players. We just need to get together as a team and start putting it together. Good. It's good to have fun. Most important question, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Golf, I hear. Hopefully a bit of golf, yeah. <laughs> Some time off, might go yeah. and get the sticks out. Yeah, we went Saturday, Sunday or so, maybe, maybe have a hit. Oh, good luck with that, mate, Thank and thanks you. for your time. Thank you. Thanks, that.
Well, I've just grabbed Daniel. I'm here with Toops. Toops, how are you going up here on the Central Coast and in camp at the moment? Yep, camps are good so far. This is the last training session for the, for the boys to have a uh, break for the weekend. But uh, it's been good. Um, weather's been good till today. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's good. It's good so far. And um, boys are training well. And um, yeah, I'm doing the best I can to return back to the field. Yes, it just blew in then, didn't it? It was terrible. It was sunny and then all of a sudden, boom. As you just mentioned, just doing the best you can. You just yep. had a run on it. How's yep. the injury going, mate? And, um, you know, when can we expect you back? Um, injury's going good so far. I'm just taking it one day at a time. Um, slowly building, like I said to you earlier. Um, yeah, just trying to get my full strength and speed back before I'm comfortable enough to return to the field. But, um, yeah, I'm looking, I don't know, maybe a week or two. I'm just... Again, like I said, just taking it a day at a time and don't really want to rush these hammies because just in case you, yeah. <laughs> we don't want it to happen yeah. again. <laughs> well, that's great news for us supporters and Roosters fans that you might we might be seeing you back on the park in a couple of weeks. And um, thanks so much for your time. Sweet, thanks for having me. Well, fans, I'm here with our amazing second rower, Satili. Uh, we're up here on Camp Satili at Central Coast. How's it been for you? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, weather's been nice here and it's just good to be with the boys down here and uh, enjoying the weather. It's cold but sun's still out so it's good. Oh, beautiful. And we're just at um, Central Coast Stadium about to start a big field session. I yeah. hear there's some speed work happening. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Warmed up. Hopefully uh, legs go good today. Um, yeah, and hopefully I run fast. Awesome. And um, Give me a prediction for State of Origin, hey, on Wednesday night. Will you be watching the game? Yeah, for sure. I've got my money on New South Wales, uh, captain by Teddy, so hopefully they get the win. Awesome. Thanks, mate. All good. Thank you. G'day, Roosters fans. It's Silky here inviting you all to join me and Bush Wednesday night, the 31st of May, for State of Origin number one. With plenty of great prizes to give away, including two gold passes to game three, we're giving away a VB barbecue... You can throw that in with some VB jugs and giveaways. And, of course, who can forget the $17 Palmy? To book your table, jump on the Clovelly website and join us Wednesday night at the Clovelly Hotel, your home of sport in the East. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And, team, we've got two big games of football Wednesday and Thursday night. Roosters representing in both games. Uh, we've got a massive seven NRLW players representing uh, both New South Wales and Queensland on Thursday night. But if we just turn our attention to the big match on Wednesday night, down there at the Adelaide Oval, unfortunately, I believe it's not a sellout, which is a bit of a shame, but we get to see New South Wales captain James Tedesco lead out the Blues, who've uh, had a few hiccups along the way this week, up against Lindsay Collins and the Maroons. Paddy, the Stephen Crichton of the Roosters Radio team, off the bench into Latrell's position. How do you see it, mate? Look, I won't lie, Silky. I was obviously listening into last week's episode, and you you were saying you weren't overly confident. Nah. I got to say, I'm quite similar. Um, now with Latrell out, you can see Queensland dropped 25 cents in the odds for, since Latrell got out. So they were 2.25 into two dollars. Yep. I still think it should be a dollar ninety split. I think it's it could go either way. We've got some picks such as Tavita Pengai, who it could go either way. It mm-hmm. could be one of the best picks ever, or he could just brain snap and, and get a whole 10 seconds and go straight to the bin. So I'm looking forward to it. I am confident, but I'm, I don't think as confident as uh, people generally are around the Blues around this time of year. I think Reese Walsh can turn it on. I think it's a massive game, but I do think Blues will get up. 
by a point. I think a Nathan really? Cleary field goal, yeah. Ooh, but I just think it'll be a lot closer than people are anticipating. I just think, uh, you know, you touched on Latrell Mitchell there. Bit of talk uh, today that Nathan Cleary's got a toothache or something like that. So, uh, I mean, we've got Nico Hines on the bench, who I, I want to see play plenty of football myself. But, Bells, your thoughts on State of Origin Wednesday night? Yeah, I, I kind of, leading into this, I agree with you. And even with Latrell out again, I agree. Um, I was really looking forward to him playing on Wednesday night. So, it is sad that he's um, not able to take that field. But, just so tight. You can never write the Queenslanders off. Their, their heart and soul is huge. And I really think, I don't know, I actually think Queensland are going to get that first game up on us. Um, I'm interested. Oh, again, I'd love to see Hines play. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. And if Cleary is out, what a player to come in for him. Hey, boys. Yeah, I agree. Look, I think Queensland are going to win and win comfortably. Just going through the team, like if you compare the wingers, we've got Toto and Josh Adokar. Obviously, Josh Adokar's had you know, a number of weeks off with injury, and I feel like we're carrying a few players like that. So you've got um, Liam Martin coming off the bench. He hasn't played much football. You know, I just kind of think that at origin level, you've got to be at your peak, and I just think a few of our players are underdone. I haven't even seen Tavita Pengai Jr. play much football, to be honest. So He's only played six weeks, I think. You know what I mean? So I just think, and then, you know, the, the jury's out on Tom Trebojevic, whether he's 100%. So... If you're taking injuries in the state of origin, I reckon it's a huge risk. But just on the wingers, like Queensland have got Selwyn Cobbo and um, Murray Tuolagi, right? Just big, tall guys. They're going to be peppering those wingers close to the line all night. So, I mean, look, I I think Queensland could win and and win quite comfortably. And it pains me to say that. Look, if you're going on big predictions, Silky, you mentioned Tom Travojevic. I actually put him on player of the series before the team was announced. So I knew, I just had a feeling they're going to pick him no matter what. And then it was that when he scored that first try for Manly last weekend. So that's my big, bold prediction that Tom Travojevic will walk away with the Wally Lewis medal this year. But in saying that, you mentioned this this week's game. I think it's almost like a decider for us because game two is in Suncorp. You know what our record is there. I don't think Queensland are going to drop a game in Suncorp. So if we lose this one, I think it's that's almost the series. You're absolutely right. And and look, just going through numbers one through seventeen, even I'm not that like the back row for the for the New South Wales, Tyson, Frizzell, Hudson, Young. I mean Isaiah Yeo's a great ball player, but once again, they're quite small back rowers. Up against David Fafida and Tom Gilbert, big, another big, big guy. So yeah. I just feel like they're, if they're gonna dominate us through the middle, they've got a superstar back line. They've got pace in Holmes and Tabua Fido. So I mean look, like I said, I hate to say it, but I, I think Queensland for the W in this one. Who's your Wally Lewis Silk? Munster. I reckon Munster will have a field day tonight. I wouldn't put him down as first try scorer or any time try scorer, but um yeah, I think he'll just carve us up. Off the back Hunter. off the off the back of their go forward. Well, I'm looking forward to Addo Carr coming back. I think he's got a lot to prove after last year, you know, being dropped and now he's back in. So but I I've just got to back Teddy for the Wally Lewis, our man. Yeah, I think he'll step lot, lots of talk around him. Uh this this origin. He's obviously not been in the greatest club form in regards to his standard. But mm. I think he's proved it at that arena. He was the 18 and 19 Brad Fittler medal, which is Blues player of the series. So I think you'll see him step up. I just, I'm just, i personally really excited to see Cameron Murray come on through the middle. I know mm. he's played back row the last few years, but I hope they don't put him on at hooker. But if he comes on through that middle, um, get quick play the ball, I can just imagine Teddy carving up the ruck off the back of that. Definitely. And also a very big special good luck to um, my fave, 
My oh, man, Lindsay Collins. <laughs> Come on, let me go, let me go. Nah, he's going to have a cracking game, especially yeah. up against Haas. And, and, That's you know, a great matchup. I think he's oh. been our form forward all year. And uh, if there's one Queensland I do want to see a big game, it's Lindsay. So my best of luck for him. Go, Lindsay. Okay, guys. Well, what's your score prediction for Wednesday night? Start with you, Bells. Okay, you stumped me because I hate doing this, but I'm actually going to go for Queensland. Don't tell Mick, my husband, because he's a Queensland supporter, but... I think Queensland are going to get up 18 to 16. 18 to 16. Nice and close. I'm going something similar, Bells, but I'm going New South Wales 19, Queensland 18. Now, Silky, you gave your score last week, but Latrell being ruled out, I'm sure, may have influenced something. I'm going 13 plus Queensland. Wow. I'm going to say Queensland 30, (laughs) New South Wales 12. Wow. 30 to 12. Okay. I reckon they're going to get pumped. That's oh. big. Yeah. Anyway, he'll make good for a second game, won't it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now, guys, moving on to Thursday night out there at Combank Stadium, uh, New South Wales taking on Queensland once again, this time in the NRLW, and the Roosters have a huge representation, seven players in all, five for New South Wales, two for Queensland, and we see uh, the team obviously captained by Rooster Isabel Kelly, but also part of the squad, Millie Boyle, Keely Davis, Olivia Koenig, and Jess Sergis, up against Taryn Aiken and Keely Joseph. Look, these games are always pretty tight. I love watching the uh, New South Wales versus Queensland women's game, and I love the fact that it's a standalone. So, you know, get out there and support this great game. But, Bells, I'm going to throw it over to you. How do you see this one? Well, what a week of football it's going to be. We've got the boys on Wednesday night, and then we get to back it up and watch the girls. Kickoff is at 7.45 out there on Thursday night. So if you want to go and watch a great free-flowing, throwing-the-ball-around game of football, get out there and support the girls. Um, It'll be a fantastic night of football. But... um, there hasn't been a bad women's state of origin game. So I'm really looking forward to this. Obviously, with the Roosters' influence, the New South Wales are going to go and kick some butt for sure. Um, Isabel Kelly, she's she always steps up for these games as as along with uh, Jess Sergis and the other girls. But I think it'll be a high-scoring game. They do throw the ball around and they do play that kind of old-school football that we used to watch back in the 80s. So uh, I th- I. I think the Blues are going to get up, and I think it's going to be about 28-22. to 28-22, high scorer. Yep. High scorer. Paddy Crichton, thoughts? Yeah, really looking forward to it as well, Bells. As you said there, it's a standalone game, so Wednesday into Thursday. I think Blues will get up. It's interesting to see Queensland with Ali Brigginshaw, their captain, gone At to lock. lock. Yeah, so it might yeah. play a little Isaiah Yo-type style yeah, there, which is too. pretty dangerous. But you look at our uh, centre pairing of Sergis and Kelly, and it's it's like a Latrell and a Turbo when yeah, you think it of is. it. It's, it's the Latrell and Turbo of the women's game. So I don't see um, that attacking flair and their defence is unreal. So I don't see them, Queensland, breaking that. And you also have Olivia Koenig playing on that left side too. So you've got three really strong ball runners mm. and then you've got the pace of the outside backs as well. So and Emma, Emma Tomonegado from fullback, yep. she's an absolute flyer. So uh, I'm with you, Pat. I'm with you. I think uh, New South Wales, and I think they might win convincingly too. I'm going to say New South Wales 24, Queensland 12. <sighs> nice. I like that. I had New South Wales 24, 16 to Queensland. <laughs> Bush, I don't know about you, but when I'm tonguing for a schooner, I go down to the Clovelly Hotel. With happy hour, Monday to Friday, 4 to 7, I can wrap me laughing gear around one of my favourite icy cold beverages. And who can forget 
Monday night, kids eat free. You're beauty. So head on down to the Chloe, your home of sport in the East. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, boys, this Sunday, back up here in God's country at uh, Industry Stadium, which is Central Coast Stadium up here. The boys are taking on the Bulldogs, 2 p.m. kickoff on Sunday afternoon. How do you see it? Well, Bills, before I talk football, are you uh, doing any corporate hospitality up there, you know, in your backyard? Are they bringing the corporate suites up there to, the, to Blue Tongue, as it was formerly known, and you're going to be doing a bit of work schmoozing in the backgrounds? Or what's going on there? Well, I'm always schmoozing, always schmoozing, but not in the corporate area. I'm going to be holding a schooner of beer right on halfway and watch my boys get a win up. In the truck like pen bells. Oh, man, can't wait. Can't wait. I'll be waving that flag. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got to win. It's that simple, right? I mean, the bookies have got us as like really short price favourites. As we record the podcast, we don't know what the team list is as yet, and I'm really intrigued to know what Coach Robinson's got up his sleeve uh, when he announces the team later on today. There's not much more to say. We're well-rested, coming off the back of a bye. As you said earlier, Bells, you know, that I'm sure there was a bit of soul-searching and some tough conversations that went on up there during the week, or last week, I should say. Uh, so we need to bounce back, and bounce back, I think we will. I'm going to say Roosters are going to click. I'm going to say Roosters 36. Wow. Bulldogs... 18, 36, Ooh, 18. Big one, big one. Few points well, scored. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I will be interested to see that team list uh, to see if JWH is playing. He did train up here, so that'll be great if he takes a field, especially after um, the two old roosters got re-signed this week, boys, yeah, Toops and, right. and JWH. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to come out and have a blinder if he's uh, running on the paddock. I think... Also, it'll depend on after Wednesday night's game. Hopefully, Teddy and and Lindsay come back fresh and strong and and play well as and don't get any injuries. Um, but I'm going to pick Roosters twenty eight, Bulldogs ten. Twenty eight ten. Okay, so yeah, you get plenty of points scored as well. Yep. Paddy Crichton, over to you. Yeah, really looking forward to this one. Also, Sunday Arvo footy is always the best, yeah. in my opinion, especially at, at Central Coast. I wish I was going out to the game. But I think the key matchup for us is Keary and Burton. I yes. think it's huge. Um, Obviously, Burton's been in camp this week as 18th man since uh, Trell's out. But Took your spot. Took my spot, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I think that's the, the key. They both uh, hold the key to both respective teams, I believe, and... I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to Pangai Jr. and Collins if they do both come back from origin and play. There will be that fierce rivalry still brewing in the air, I think. So I'm going to go not as many points to Roosters. Obviously, at the time of recorder, we're not sure if, as you said, Bells Hargraves, Tupo, I read, may be back. Uh, Manu may be back. So still a bit touch and go. I'm going to go Roosters 20, Bulldogs 12. 20 to 12. Okay. 20 to 12. But we're all in agreement. says the Roosters got a few tries in them, which is positive, guys. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank Bells joining us from up there at the Isabel Kelly Studios on the Central Coast. Paddy Crichton coming off the bench as 18th man. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. East to win.